Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, March 11th, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. March 11th is a big day. It's the one-year anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's also my wife's birthday. She won't be listening to this show, but happy birthday anyways, Lauren. Thank you for putting up with my constant Bruins chatter. Now, the Bruins are back home to take on the New York Rangers tonight, but the bigger story was Don Sweeney addressing the media on Wednesday. We're going to break down what we learned from that availability here in a moment as well as preview tonight's game, update the NHL's top five teams, and bring you some news and notes as I usually do. Before I do that, let me remind you, please do subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are available, whatever app you use. Just hit that subscribe button. Each new episode automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, particularly if you're an Apple user, that would be very much appreciated. On Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins, Locked On Bruins on Instagram, and I'm on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. So, like I said, Bruins general manager Don Sweeney held a virtual midseason press conference on Wednesday to assess the team's performance as it approaches the halfway point of the shortened 56 game schedule. The Bruins got off to a 10 1 2 start. But they've dropped seven of their last 10 games, three, five, and two overall, and sit fourth in the East Division, just one point clear of a playoff spot, which is, you know, somewhat concerning. The team has been battling through injuries in recent weeks, but the biggest problem remains secondary scoring. It has plagued the Bruins often over the last several seasons. And while the big story coming into this one was the transition on the blue line and how the defense would survive the loss of Zdeno Chara and Tori Krug, the blue line has been anything but the problem. They've allowed just five goals over the last five games, but the Bruins have uh, scored only two goals combined in the three losses over their last five games, which is incredibly concerning. Sweeney was asked if the Bruins have enough with the current group to break through offensively, and he said not at the current rate that we are going. Clearly, we've played well defensively in the last five games. We just haven't generated or finished, I should say. Five on five is just not where it needs to be consistently to win or to extend leads if you do get them. It's a major concern for us. He did note that injuries have played a part in Boston's struggles, Particularly when it comes to the transition game on the blue line, you've got Jeremy Lozon out, you've got uh, Matt Grizzlick who missed a bunch of games, um, Kevin Miller is out, and now Brandon Carlo is out, who's a big piece of the blue line. But, you know, he came into the season thinking he would have a second line of Jake DeBrusque, David Krejci, Andre Kasha. Kasha, of course, was 
what we believe to be concussed in the second game of the season. And that line combined various injuries to be sure, but zero five-on-five goals between DeBrusque, Krejci, and Kasha, which is uh, not what he had planned for. Sweeney said he thinks the team is more mobile on the back end, or had been with all the guys healthy. The transition game looked a bit better. The team doesn't function if you don't come out of your own end clean and get through the neutral zone. Rush chances had been pretty good. Ownership is a little bit with the forward group to get to the interior ice. You know, you can make a nice zone exit to the wings, but if they're not breaking into the offensive zone with efficacy, it doesn't really mean much. They haven't tipped a lot of pucks home, need to do a better job there, so players need to get to those dirty areas, to the front of the net, always in conjunction with what the D-men do at the offensive blue line, finding the ability to change lanes, get it through the first layer. It's tough to get shots through, and and we've seen that over and over here with the Bruins. I've talked about how their shot attempt numbers are quite good, but when it comes to actual expected goals and the quality of the shots, just not there. So you can toss the puck on net, but... If it's not getting through that first layer, if it's uh, just easily gloved by the goaltender, it's not really that effective. Sweeney said he does have the option to tinker with the roster, whether it's through call-ups from Providence or trades. Uh, He acknowledged that he would not hesitate to change the makeup of the group should the struggles continue. He said, quote, if we have to shake things up, I think we will do that. Understand the expectations haven't changed. A group has played well, but not quite good enough. And scoring has been the Achilles heel up until this point. Hopefully we can find it from within, or I'm going to have to make a move to bring in support. Now, speaking of Providence, Zach's initiation continues to shine down in the AHL. He scored his fifth goal of the season on Wednesday. And for my money, he would be the easiest, simplest answer to their issues at the moment, whether it be uh, bringing that speed that they need, breakouts off the wing. Uh, You know, he has recorded five goals, four assists in nine games for the Providence Bruins, shares the team lead in points with Samuel Asselin, Cameron Hughes, Paul Carey. Um, And yeah, there's no reason right now for him not to be on the NHL roster. The only thing I can think of is the fact that he would have to clear waivers and perhaps that's less likely now than it was at the beginning of the season when he did actually clear because of how well he's played. But um, perhaps, you know, he's made enough of a case to be in the lineup above a guy like uh, Chris Wagner, for example, on the right side. And you have left-hand shots playing on the right wing as well. Uh, So that's certainly a consideration. When it comes to trades or other internal options, you know, Jake DeBrusque, of course, was made a healthy scratch the other night. 24-year-old winger. He did miss six games due to injury, but he has just one goal in 17 games. That is on the power play. And, you know, it's a sharp decline from the production that he showed early in his career. Sweeney said, Jake takes all of it to heart, as all players do, that Uh, referring to being scratched. When you lose ice time, that's the greatest lever you pull with a player at the NHL level, whether that's within a game or actually missing games. 
you look for responses from really any area. If you've dressed it through video, coaching, practice, clearly through ice time, you hit that reset button. They understand that Jake is not where he needs to be. He recognizes that. He takes ownership of it. We have to do everything we possibly can to put him in situations that he can work his way out of it. And work is a big part of that. So again, kind of hearkening back to what Bruce Cassidy said the other day about uh, not seeing that effort there. Again, like you said, you might have drawn it up that Krejci, DeBrusque, and Kasha would have played some time together. And at this stage, we would have more than zero even strength goals amongst the three of them. It's a problem throughout the lineup, however. In regards to Kasha, Sweeney said he's back in the ice, but there is zero timetable for when he returns. It's just whatever medically allows him to continue to progress, and he'll do so. He's eager to play, but sometimes things just take their own natural course to get past where he needs to. And of course, when it comes to brain injuries, and this is relevant to Brandon Carlo as well, you just never know. Before we get on to what else Don Sweeney said, let's talk for a moment about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL are in full swing. Baseball is just around the corner. Bet Online even covers awards and reality TV. They provide real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about how Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, covered in 100% chocolate. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best during Built Bar Madness. Today's matchups are uh, there's two matchups going on today. The first is Caramel Brownie against Cherry Barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake against Carrot Cake with Walnuts. I can say I would vote for Lemon Almond Cheesecake. That is probably my favorite. If you go to BuiltBar.com or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter, you can make your vote. And remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. On top of the Kasha update, um, Sweeney did provide some information on Jeremy Lozon, Kevin Miller, and Brandon Carlo. On Lozon, he said fractures are what they are. He did have surgery to hopefully help the healing process. And uh, hopefully he'll get back on the ice soon to keep up his legs. It's just a matter of healing that fractured hand. Always a four to six week timeline. And they'll reevaluate that in four weeks. Hopefully he's on the shorter side of that. Time will tell. Kevin Miller back on the ice, working his way back. 
had a setback from a volume standpoint. So perhaps just playing too much, heavy minutes, and that was probably to be expected at some point over the course of the season with the layoff that he's had. He is making strides, should be back in the lineup at some point. Carlo, of course, no timeline because of the concussion. He feels better, but he's not back on the ice, and until that happens, they won't have any indication of what direction he's headed. The trade deadline is set for April 12th, and Sweeney said he expects trade chatter to remain quiet for the next couple of weeks. There's just over a month left until that deadline. Teams are still trying to evaluate what they have and what they need down the stretch and into the playoffs. Obviously, there's considerations to be made with the pandemic, quarantine, uh, financial limitations, logistical issues, and any transaction could be more of a challenge than usual. He said it's obviously a unique situation. Everyone's going to evaluate where their team is at for the next couple of weeks. You could be above the playoff line, below the line pretty quickly. We could see that even with our Bruins, who are only one point up on a playoff spot heading into tonight's game against the Rangers. Injuries certainly take their toll. Compression of the schedule affects that. There's a lot of variables in play, but the team usually dictates what you should try and do. The Bruins certainly have areas they'd like to explore to add, but it's been a challenge. Things will loosen up because there are teams that will definitely identify themselves as sellers, and there will be some player movement coming up here in the next several weeks. A healthier group is sometimes dictating how many player transactions will be there. Money's tight, he said. It's really navigating the unknown right now, but plenty of talks and conversations going on. Will Jeremy Jacobs allow him to spend to the cap? That's certainly a question to be asked as you know the team hasn't been generating revenue through ticket sales. And uh, you know if players can come back healthy, if Andre Kasha comes back, that's kind of like a trade deadline ad right there. Same on the blue line. Uh, but I think we would all agree that we would like to see Don Sweeney do something. Again, earlier he did mention shaking things up. What that involves, does it mean an established roster player like Jake DeBrusque has moved out? Does it mean a guy like Anders Bjork goes the Danton Heinen or Ryan Donato route and has moved out? Uh, would he package one or two of those guys along with a defensive prospect or a Yerho Vakaninen to bring in someone uh, bigger impact? Who knows? Uh, there's options on the table for the Bruins. Secondary scoring is the biggest issue, of course. And, uh, you know, if that doesn't rectify itself naturally soon, then uh, Don Sweeney could be forced to make a move. Keep in mind, again, Tuka Rask set to become an unrestricted free agent. David Krejci set to become an unrestricted free agent. You have one of the best lines in the NHL, so you might as well do whatever you can to win now with this group because, let's be honest, some lean years are probably ahead of this team. Let's just quickly update the NHL's top five teams. The Bruins, not in that group at the moment. If you look at point percentage and goal differential, there are some teams that have clearly established themselves as the teams to beat. You have uh, a team like Toronto, 18-7-2, 7-0-4-point percentage, plus 26 goal differential. Vegas, 16-6-1, a 7-17-point percentage, 
plus 22 goal differential. Uh, Florida's up there with a 720 point percentage, 16-5-4. Their goal differential not as impressive, uh, only plus 12. The Islanders might uh, make a push to be in that top five over Florida. Uh, I'd put them perhaps 5-6. But then at the top, uh, there's a couple teams that have set themselves apart. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning for sure, 792 point percentage, 18-4-2 with a league high plus 36 goal differential. And the Carolina Hurricanes, a 740 point percentage with a plus 22 goal differential. So those would be my top teams at the moment. Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, um, Vegas, Florida, and the Islanders. I would put all up there in the top five at the moment or top five, six. You can swap out Florida and the Islanders for sure. The Bruins right now, in terms of point percentage, they sit... um, 10th I believe 652 their plus 10 goal differential puts them in 11th and well again while their shot attempt differential numbers are fairly strong expected goals five on five scoring very low and that needs to be rectified in order for this team to really take the next step and secure not only a playoff spot but a higher seed in the east and be seen once again as Stanley Cup uh contenders perhaps right now they're hopefuls but i I wouldn't necessarily put them in the contender box at this point in the season rock auto is a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years if you go to rockauto.com you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil even new gas caps Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast will help you get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily advice from Locked On expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long, dynasty, and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. The big story in the NHL yesterday was the deal between the league and ESPN, the Walt Disney Company, a seven-year media rights partnership beginning next season. The deal will be a combination of TV and cutting-edge streaming that should help Disney grow its audience help the NHL grow the game, and give fans more options. The remainder of the league's media rights still being negotiated. NBC, they carried the NHL's broadcasting rights for the past decade. They remain among the bidders. Highlights of this deal. Stanley Cup Final will be on ABC for four of the seven years of the deal. ABC and ESPN will carry one conference final series and half of the first and second round games in the Stanley Cup playoffs each season, plus 25 regular season games. 
ESPN will also produce 75 national games each season and stream them on ESPN Plus and Hulu. They'll also stream more than 1,000 out-of-market games each regular season on ESPN Plus, replacing NHL.TV. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said the salary cap, however, will likely remain stagnant as part of the four-year extension of the collective bargain agreement with the NHLPA. He indicated it will remain flat until the league recovers overpayments through the escrow that built up in the return to play last season and the lack of attendance this season due to COVID-19. So that means less money for restricted and unrestricted free agent players. So I thought maybe that this new deal would provide a bump in the cap, but it doesn't look as though that will be the case. Um, and some other good news, Artemi Panarin returned to Rangers practice for the first time in over two weeks, took time off to deal with unsubstantiated accusations from a former KHL coach claiming he assaulted a young Latvian woman back in 2011. He's listed as day-to-day, won't be in the lineup for tonight's game against the Bruins, but he could be back for Saturday's rematch uh, at TD Garden. TSN's Frank Saravelli updated the NHL trade bait list, and a Bruin has been added to the list in Jake DeBrusque. He raised eyebrows after Cassidy made him a healthy scratch last game, the result of a disappointing start to the season for the former 20-goal scorer. Saravelli said teams are calling, uh, but the Bruins are hoping for a big response from DeBrusque, which would calm trade speculation and help right the ship for a team with Stanley Cup aspirations. DeBrusque listed as 10th on that trade board at the moment. Another big name that was added is Ricard Raquel, 27-year-old former All-Star winger for the Anaheim Ducks, two-time 30-goal scorer, and he has one year left on a deal with a very reasonable $3.79 million cap hit. The Bruins obviously have trade history with the Ducks. He would be a great addition for this team, uh, but... Yeah, he is now third on the trade bait list behind Matthias Ekholm, number one, remains another Bruins target. David Savard, number two, and then Raquel. Taylor Hall, number four. Nick Foligno of the Columbus Blue Jackets at number five. Mikhail Granlund at six. Eric Stahl and Brandon Montour of the Buffalo Sabres at seven and eight. Bobby Ryan at nine, and then Jake DeBrusque at ten. Some other notable names former Bruin Colin Miller at 13th, and Sam Bennett from the Calgary Flames at 18th, Jake Vertanen of the Vancouver Canucks at 19th. I had been thinking last night perhaps, I don't know, if uh, a Bennett-Hannafin package could be worked out for the Bruins. I know they're very hot on his trail, that being Noah Hannafin, uh, but uh, we'll see what becomes of that. Pluto Shinzawa reported on the Jake DeBrusque situation, reminded us that Don Sweeney has already traded away two of his last three first-round picks, and there is a shortage of prospects in the pipeline. Of course, a first was traded in 2018 to the Rangers in the Rick Nash deal. A first was sent to the Ducks last season as part of the David Backus for Andre Kasha deal. Uh, He does, of course, like I said, have a recent trade history with the Ducks, but current lack of assets means he's likely to be outbid by rival clubs for a guy like Raquel. So more affordable options like Bobby Ryan or Tanner Pearson of the Vancouver Canucks might be 
uh, where he has to go at this point. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Bruins. As I record, there's no updates in terms of lineup changes for tonight's game against the Rangers, but keep it locked at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter for those updates. I would expect Jake DeBrusque to be back in the lineup, but perhaps he could sit out another game if they want to send a strong message. But I believe he will be back in the lineup. No AHL transactions to report, so Zaxonition remains in Providence for the time being, unfortunately. Uh, so probably won't be much of a shakeup now, but keep in mind that's what Sweeney said could happen if their offensive struggles continue. I hope you all have a great Thursday. I hope you enjoyed tonight's game against the Rangers. The weekend is almost upon us. Uh, the weather is getting nicer out there, so do go outside and get some fresh air if you need it. And, you know, it's been a rough year. The one-year anniversary of the Bruins season being paused came and went yesterday. And uh, I appreciate all of you who have stuck with the podcast through these crazy times. It really does mean a lot. And uh, it's so nice for me just to be able to talk about the Bruins on a daily basis and know there are fans out there who come along with me in this journey with the team and just enjoy talking hockey and it helps us to keep our minds off just how crazy the world is right now. So thank you for that. Take care of yourselves today, friends. Take care of each other and we'll be back tomorrow with the recap of the Rangers game as well as this week in hockey with Mayor Zilberberg. Have a good one, friends. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.